Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Right, getting back to the social welfare, somebody says, not again, you must have got VD off someone with social welfare. No, actually, it's in the news today because they've just launched today a new strategy. It's all over the news. Maybe pick up a newspaper and you might learn something, Texter. Um, a new strategy has been launched today by the Minister for um, Social Protection, Regina Doherty, and she said that Irish taxpayers should be reassured that their taxes are safe with us. A new compliance anti-fraud strategy, including brand new software and all sorts of carry-on. Uh, they're basically going to be reviewing 750,000 social welfare claimants as part of this strategy to save. They believe they could save 530 million and recover 95 million in overpayment. That's quite interesting, isn't it? Uh, Morris, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Morris? Evening, Niall. How are you doing? I was listening today and uh, I enjoyed it. So I said I'd come on tonight and have a chat about it. I think basically what this minority government are doing is turning this country into a rat ship, a vessel for seagoing snitches. Hello, people. Rat on your neighbours, and we'll give you some money to buy some rat food. There's no talk about the two billion overrun of the National Children's Hospital. Ninety-five million is a drop in the ocean. They're turning citizens against each other. I've done a little bit of research when I realised how involved people got with this today. 28 million over the last two years was paid out to ex-TDs and ex-senators, right? Mm -hmm. And I looked at one individual. He left politics in 2002. He's 17 years out of politics, and he's getting 78,000 a year tax. Wait, that's that's what I'm assuming one of the progressive Democrats. Who was that? that? No, it was your mate off the telly. Who? Ivan Yates. Oh, Ivan. All right, yeah. okay, okay. He's 17 years out of politics and he's on 78,000 Is, he, is Ivan that long out of politics? I didn't know he was he that is. long. He is, 2002. That was the last government he sat in as Minister yeah, of Agriculture. Yeah, he's making a fair few quid between his radio show, his TV show, and uh, obviously his ministerial pension, which he still well, gets, yeah? you know, he had his problems. He left the country. I you know, know yeah. yourself. The yeah, reason, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, okay. But, Listen, but I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I like Ivan, and as a person, he's a nice guy. I've, obviously, I've worked with him a few times. Yeah, he's a nice guy, and I and he's a good radio host. He's a good TV host. Uh, but yeah, you're. I mean, I don't agree that people should be getting pensions for seventeen years. But that look, in fairness, Morris, that's the job. That's the gig. I mean, well, if you it, get a, if you get a term of office in government, you're guaranteed a pension. That's the perk of the you, job, isn't it? Well, can you imagine that twenty eight million that was yeah. paid out over the last two years to XTDs and senators? No, I get it. I get what you're so, saying. Yeah. Imagine that money what could do for homeless people. Yeah, I mean, what, what you're saying is, you know, this 95 million in overpayment is a drop in the ocean considering the amount Compared of money. to the, the overrun on the hospital. I, and look at the, but look but at the, the only argument I would give you on that is the overrun on the hospital is wrong. The paying yeah. the politicians that much money after 17 or 20 wrong. or 30 years is wrong. Right. Uh, but also, 95 million in overpayments or saving 530 million that we shouldn't be paying out in social welfare is, is also wrong. So two wrongs don't make yeah. a right. Very much so, I understand that. I'll give you an example of another thing. Like you were saying about all the people they're going to review. One of the things they have to look at is how many people are not Irish, right? Yeah. On the dole. Yeah. And I have a friend of mine, we all have a taxi driver friend. <laughs> the amount of people that are coming in at Dublin docks on the boats asking to be brought up to Ushian House for a medical for social welfare would knock you out of your seats. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not denying that for a minute. Well, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I do yeah. believe the problem so, has got worse, of course, since the population yeah. is increasing. And it's not increasing because more Irish babies are being born, obviously. Um, so I do believe the, the, the problem is getting worse. But that's something we have to just live with for the moment. But getting back to, and I'm, I'm not avoiding that, by the way. I'm just, I've, I've talked yeah. about it many times, I Morris. wouldn't rat anybody up, Niall. But there's a difference between, you know, what Bertie Hearn or Ivan Yates or anybody else is getting his ministerial pension. That's perfectly legal. Right, I, it's yeah. you know you believe it's morally wrong, and that's fine. But yeah. it's perfectly legal. But if Johnner is collecting the dole, and he's living with his missus, who's claiming she's a single parent, and he's working on the but side, that's, that's illegal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's very rare though now because they do chase people up. I know people that were living together, and as soon as they got wind of what the investigations were, they stopped living together. But that's the system failing, not the people. They're taking advantage of a failed system. Well, you look at the UK system. It's a lot well, more. It's a lot more difficult to pull the wool over the UK system's eyes because they've better technology and you watch what they're doing. But there is people over there falling through the cracks as well. That bedroom tax is killing people over there. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm talking about their, uh, you know, the universal credit system, uh, which they've changed yeah. over to now, where basically you're allowed, every person is allowed a certain amount of money. So they assess you as a human being, right? Yes. And they say, okay, Morris, you know, you're a single bloke. You're allowed, um, say, 480 euro uh, per week, right? Now, yeah. they, you're out of work. So Morris is out of work. Morris gets um, a payment every month of, say, uh, 800 euro a month, right? Okay. And they give you that payment, right? Or pounds, sorry, they'll be pounds starting. And then Morris can go out and do two days' work. Now, he signs in every day on his system. You get a login. So you off, yeah. Yeah, and you can sign in. And you can earn up to, say, so if you add 480 by four for the month, right? So you're yeah. allowed to earn up to, say, a, you know, I don't know, twelve or 1300 a month, including the 800 they're giving you. So even if you earn another 400, they don't take it off you. And if you go over that 400, they only take 60 cent in every pound off, yeah. right? Yeah. Off your dole, so to speak. Oh. So in other words, there's a set amount of money that you're allowed, that you have to live on. And you can earn as much over that as you want, but you can yeah. never go below that. And it's a system that's so, it's automated, you just go in online, so you say, you go in at the end of the week and you go, I earned, you know, and you put in, how much did you earn this week? 42 yeah. euro. And Absolutely. it's easy to do. Whereas in Ireland, it's all this carry on. And I think what puts people off it, you get a day's work, you have to go into the dole, I got a day's work, sign off, re-sign on. It's just, and you're going, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? And they make it hard for you. And what they do is, I think, in my opinion, if you were honest with them and you did say, listen, I'm working three days this week and I'm not going to claim, they'd they'd hand you over to the the investigation section and they'd come after you. But one of the things I think is very unfair in this country, I've been working the last 40 years. I got me... You know, I was working before 18, but when I went into the Army, I got an apprenticeship at 16. So I'm working 42 years. Just say I lost my job tomorrow. I've put in over 42 years of tax into this country from, for all those years. Yeah. But if that, if that happens to me, I, I'm only allowed to collect money for 18 months and then I'm cut off and put on assistance. Yeah, and, 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 and by the way, you'll end up getting exactly the same amount of money as somebody who's never worked in their life. There you go. So that's the and that's and, and I and I agree that's unfair. I mean, if you put yeah. in, if you put in, you should get back what you put in. But but in relation to you know telling on each other, right? I now, I, by the way, I'm not talking about the guy that does the odd job here and yeah. there, right? Because look, we're all actually supporting that. Because when I ring somebody up to fix me washing machine and he comes yeah. out, he's not going to take a check and he's not going to give me an invoice. All right. So yeah. I give I give him fifty quid for fix. I'm supporting the black market. I'm supporting illegal illegality by doing that. But we yeah. all accept as a certain amount of it that we can do but if somebody's doing it wholesale well then there's a problem isn't there well if you have a fellow that's earning 500 on the dollar a week and he's earning 1200 walking 
You know, he's the guy that needs to be caught. But yeah, but would you? But yeah, but would you tell him? No, I'd approach him if I knew him and I'd say, listen, come on, pal, you're working the system. There's people out there fucking, excuse me language, dying on the streets and you're just creaming her off because you're greedy with your two cars and your four holidays a year and going to Vegas. And <laughs> going to so what Vegas. I'm saying to you is, I said it to your researcher, um, if Leo Varadkar was looking to get his, his house painted and somebody quoted him 2000 right? And then he got somebody to come along and said, oh, Leo, we'll do it for seven fifty, And he knew he was on the dole. What do you think he's going to do? Okay, well, stay there for a second. Just let me go to Joseph. Joseph, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Joseph? Hi, Niall. How are you? Joseph, I mean, they've launched this new, um, what they're calling the Compliance and Anti-Fraud Strategy. And they're, they're talking about new software and they're going to, you know, examine 750,000 claimants and make sure nobody's being overpaid. They want a new hotline. They want people to snitch on each other. Um, I mean, would you tell on somebody if you thought they were, you know, working and claiming the dole at the same time? Uh, there was a time I might have, but definitely not now. Why, what's changed your mind? Uh, because this government um, did nothing to the bankers who defrauded us of billions. But they did. They locked some of them up. No, they didn't. Who got locked up? There was bankers that locked up, got locked up in this country. Who? Um, Michael got did, locked up. Well, there was about four or five of them got locked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was only because of uh, they moved money f- from one bank to another. But nobody got done for the, the the bailing out of the of the banks, which were German and French banks, we got handed the, a massive bill. But you, and, you, the problem with that, Joseph, the problem with that at the time was, and I remember listening to some of the best economists talking about, you know, you know, who's going to end up in jail over this was that it was very difficult to prove criminal intent. When you know, when a banker was gambling money, be it an Anglo Irish or whatever bank it happened to be, it was yeah. very it was very difficult to prove to prove some sort of criminal intent. Yeah. Well, you see, here's the thing, right? If even if social welfare uh, pay you wrongly and overpay you, they'll they'll take it all back. But the, all those bankers got to keep their bonuses. They didn't take any of those bonuses back. They done nothing no. to them. Absolutely. Yeah, but we couldn't. Yeah, nothing. because we didn't legally we didn't legally prove they did anything wrong. But we never bothered to do anything. They're coming after the small. And, and, and the reality is now, right? This is a distraction by fascists. That's what Finnegale have become uh, fascists. Uh, to go after and crush, uh, yeah, people. It, it, the, the way I described it there to would be is right. Uh, these criminals in the EU robbed us blind, right? Told us that we had to bail out these banks, and they're all they were were criminals, right? And now we're, we're it's like the guy going in robbing your safe of your life savings, but you run into the kids' room, uh, another guy who's in a drawer. That's the way I would describe it, and they're going after that. They're going after. Uh, the, the, it, it, this is all about uh, crushing, crushing any res- anything, and then okay. But you, do you are you working, Joseph? Sorry, do you work? No, I'd rather not talk about me personally. Okay, okay. Well, let, let's just say you do. Let's just for the point of the argument. Let's say you do. I don't know whether you do or not. I don't. I don't, I don't care. Well, I, I but, no, but let's say you do. I'm saying I is right. I've paid more tax. Okay, fair enough. Than most people. Okay, so you've paid your tax, right? In society, and you've, you've contributed to society, as Morris has all his life. Yeah. So that's your money, and you're handing that over to a government, you're entrusting it to a government to spend it properly and be frugal with that money and be careful with that money. You're entrusting that. Like, the government don't spend money, they spend your money. All right, because that's your, you've worked for that tax money, right? So that's your money. So somebody goes along, and they're claiming social welfare, which is quite generous in this country at the best of times, and then they're working on the side as well. That's illegal, and it's essentially theft. So they're stealing yeah. your money. Yeah, so why see, wouldn't you report it? But see, I have a memory 
You see, unlike the media, I have a memory. I know what was done to this country. And I know that that millstone will come back. It has, we borrowed $5 billion last year, and we're supposedly in full employment. This criminal government has, has and the, the, their predecessors, bailed out people that they should not. They even bailed out the unsecured bondholders. Yeah. They bailed everyone out. We got handed the bill with interest, and it is building by the day. You know that figure that's over Wall Street? They showed the American debt going up. Well, they should have one in Ireland as well. But that money didn't actually go to the Irish people at all. It went out foreign. It paid off people that should never have been paid off. That was the greatest criminal act ever. And these gangsters, that's what they are. They've robbed us blind. And here they are now looking good. Trying to cover up, and of course, this as well is is, is a great. But you, but you can stand. Yeah. But you can talk to me and take a moral high ground and say that the government are gangsters and robbers and spending our money recklessly, and, th- and then turn around and say on a smaller scale, but it's all right for Joey local down the road to claim the dole and be working full time at the same yeah, time. Yeah, well, see, I just said it. If someone is in robbing your life, sa- your life savings out of your safe. That's the ones you go after first. Why? What's the difference? What's the difference? If they had done that, then I'd have no problem with this. But you see, it's the small guy now who's getting the full boot down on top of his head. But the big guy walked off with a Okay, do we have a civic duty? For example, you're walking down the road tonight, Joseph, for a little walk with your dog. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if you have a dog. But you see uh, a guy climbing in the window of a house. All right, and you know he's a burglar. Yeah, I mean he's obviously not the the owner of the house. You know who the owner of the house is. What do you walk by and go? Not my problem. Not my business. There's bigger things going on in the country, or, or do you call the police? No, I would. I would. I would uh, call the police. Of course, of course you would. It's because, your civic because, duty, isn't it? Well, because someone inside there may get beaten up or killed. Okay, but but it doesn't make any just because the crime is invisible. The crime of fraud is invisible. No, but you see, you I should equally told, report it, shouldn't I you? I have just told you uh, that. Um, you you deal if you're going to go on the high moral ground, then go after the people who really robbed us. But they didn't, and they gave our money away at a colossal interest rate. This will come back to but we are we are so so because the government were reckless, and I'm not disagreeing with you because the government were reckless, reckless with with people's reckless. taxes. Okay, beyond reckless, you believe it's okay? Then we should all just have a free for all. No, I didn't say that. But you see, now here's the thing, right? They, I, I, these people have no moral authority as far as I'm concerned. They're illegitimate. They have completely bailed out the banking system, handed the bill to us. And what I'm to, what, here's the point I'm getting. When the next collapse comes, right, which is already happening, right, mm-hmm. in slow motion in front, because I follow the economic stuff very closely. I don't think it'll be as bad as the last one, but it will happen. It will be, you, you will, well, I'll tell you how bad it's going to be. You're going to see cannibalism. But anyway... Um, <laughs> I don't believe it'll get, yeah, get well, that that's bad. Coming. That, the debt, you see, nobody follows the debt. We have a colossal debt now, which we did not have. We bailed out people. That, we gave money away to people that were not entitled to us. And now they're going after Irish people. Hang on a minute. Go after the, the big guys first. This is like saying, this is the analogy I would give you, Niall, right? Uh, there's a small time, you're a cop, and you're walking down the street. Al Capone is over uh, with, with all his gangsters holding up, uh, robbing a heap of money off a whole load of old 80s. And you've got one little guy running into a sweet shop and running out with a few sweets. Which, which, which one do you go after first? 
And that's the analogy I would make. Uh, the, the people, I'm not, I'm not defending those. So you're, what you're suggesting to me is this is a distraction. This, this was a Fine Gael stunt in, in, in at their sit-in. Some clever clog said, right, lads, we need, there's an election coming, so we need to distract from the children's hospital, which was a complete and awful... Well, well, well if you're going to fly a kite before an election or before a budget even, which is probably the reason they're doing it more so before the budget, uh, you would fly a different kite to this one because this wouldn't be a very popular one because you would want to get the votes from the people who are on social welfare. Don't vote for Fine Gael. Sorry? Fine Gael. People on the dole don't vote for Fine Gael. A, and, and a, a good no, they tend to vote for Sinn Féin. Yes, and a lot of them don't even bother voting, so that's why Sinn Féin's vote has collapsed. And um, the, the, the reality is, uh, the people who vote for Fine Gael are people who work. Right? They're, they're a particular middle-class demographic. No, I won't call them that. I'm not calling them. I'm <laughs> I'm, well, I'm classing myself as one of them, by the way. No, I mean, look, they're a particular... Uh, they, these people want the country to be run well, but the reality is they're having the wool pulled over their eyes because Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil, the Greens, sank us, sank us. And this debt, when the next one, and I'm saying it very clearly... They're going to point the fingers at the dole sheets and say, oh, you're the ones who are bankrupting us. When when the next collapse comes, they're going to really go after the dole sheets then and blame them. When in actual fact, they were the ones who bankrupt us. We are bankrupt. When the next financial crash comes, and it's already happening, we are in dire straits. Okay, well, let me read out some of the text. Capone started by robbing sweets. Pity he wasn't stopped then, says Kevin and Limerick. Another person says, I work for the, I'm assuming that's the Department of Social Protection, and the misinformation on the show tonight is wrong. Very wrong. Well, actually, it's not. It was in the news today. Maybe you should pick up a newspaper as well. And I'll clarify it again. The Department of Employment Affairs and Social Protection has announced it will review 750,000 social welfare claims this year as part of a new anti-strategy, uh, anti-fraud strategy. Regina Doherty has also revealed that employers' practices in relation to bogus self-employed and PRSI will also be targeted as part of the Department's new compliance anti-fraud strategy. And under the strategy, which will last from now till 2023... The department will save 530 million and recover 95 million in overpayments. It hopes to prevent fraud by deterring offenders, actively pursuing and recovering money, detecting instances of fraud and error as quickly as possible with newer software, and to ensure anti-fraud measures are in um, place to protect monies entrusted by the taxpayer and the government. And it was launched right, today. So that person who works for the Department of Social Welfare, maybe you're not reading your script properly. No, no, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Joseph. Yeah, there was just one other point as well I wanted to make was. You see, another thing that's hidden from us as well is we are not told like that, you know, that like we'll say, for the example, where boils the top is the issue in Galway there about the hotel being done up. Uh, You know, I mean, millions spent on this hotel, obviously, they're going to put in all these people. But we are not told why why are we not given the breakdown of all of the, the cost of all of these illegal migrants in our country, illegals. They shouldn't, a migrant shouldn't even be coming to the world. Asylum seekers you're referring to. No, they're not asylum seekers. Well, they're claiming, they're claiming asylum. They're, they're, most of them are illegal. It's fraud. Okay, well, ma- okay, well ma- many of them would be economic migrants, which uh, I wouldn't class as fraud. They would hopefully, uh, people who are economic migrants and not, don't qualify under the asylum process should be sent home. Absolutely, and I would agree with you. Uh, okay, uh, loads and loads of somebody says, now, did you just call taxpayers or taxpaying people gobshites? Uh, no, maybe you were selectively listening. We were talking about people who voted for Sinn Féin just kind of randomly who didn't think about what they were doing. Uh, let me go to Sean. Sean, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Sean? 
Hey, how's it going now? Oh, Sean, you're on after insulting me 20 minutes ago, uh, and now you're I on the was, radio, huh? There you go. Kyle, I was just about to say about my text, I was not insulting you, I was critiquing your performance. <laughs> oh, you meant to, is, is that not the same thing? Critiquing my performance no. equals insulting. No, in, in an insult, I could give plenty of examples of an insult, but I won't do that because I do have some respect for you as a person. But if I critique your performance, I could say, oh, well, you're spending too much time in this stupid topic. This man is an idiot. You need to challenge him better. And you need to do this. You need to well, do that. he is an idiot. I'm quite well aware of that. But I think it's important that we listen to people like that. And I think because oh, I think what? it's interesting, and a lot of people I were sending in text on you weren't interested. That's fine. I, go, I was I was listening because I was hoping I'd get a chance to challenge him in his idiocy. I could go down to the bus station and listen to gibbering morons <laughs> if I really wanted to. But anyway, getting, getting back to the social welfare, I, yes, I, please, yeah, if you don't can. Be, don't be such a snowflake going forward. But anyway, yes, getting back to this topic. Uh, yeah, I find myself in partial agreement there with my good friend Joseph there. Yeah, this does, this does definitely smack of some sort of, uh, electioneering, uh, effort to look tough. And it's just, you know, as somebody who was unemployed for quite a while, and I'm not anymore, back to work now for a month. Well, John, we're all delighted to hear that, John. I'm sure my buddy Padre is, especially he, I know he really had a problem when I was on the door there. But anyway, yes, as somebody who has experience of that, I can tell you when you try to get for, to look for part-time work and you try to follow the rules, they make it very difficult for you. They really... Oh, I did they, say that, yeah. I did hear you mention that, yes, to be fair. They, see, I'm complimenting your performance there now. Okay. I, <laughs> Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. But now it just sounds patronizing. But go on. <laughs> oh, I can't win that. No, anyway, you just stop. can't, can you? Go no, on. So, so anyway, so anyway. No, but they really do go out of their way to make it as cumbersome as possible. They really, if they really want to encourage people to work, even to work part-time to, to lighten some of the load, they really need to meet the people halfway. I mean, I, I, I worked there... Uh, last year I had an interview and I ended up working at the place five hours on a trial basis. And then I get home and a week later I get a letter from the DSAP. And basically they docked me for the amount that I made plus the money I spent on so That's pointless, so I, isn't it? So I ended up losing money. I'm like, what the hell is the point well, of Well, that this? would discourage you from even wanting to try again. Exactly. And, exactly. I know, and I agree. And that's why I believe the system they have in the UK, although transferring people from one system to another can be quite complicated. A lot of trouble in the UK over that. But they're slowly but surely moving people onto this new system called Universal Credit. And I believe it's a much better system where people don't get penalised for doing a few hours work. Um, you know, And when they do go over a certain amount of money, they're only docked 60 cents in the euro or in the pound, 60 pence, sorry, in the pound. I mean, it's so, so short-sighted. A lot of the times, these, these black marketer, you know, Nixers or whatever, they can grow into legitimate business. Absolutely. You make contact, you get to know people, you establish a good name, you do good work. I mean... Okay, but that, that's fine. And I, I, I don't have an issue with, you know, Joey the plumber or Mick the carpenter or Josephine the electrician. I'm sorry, I'm just turning in two genders there. Okay, I don't have an issue with them going out and doing, a, you know, a couple of work, you know, getting a couple of jobs every week to, you know, right. to put food right. on the table and make life a little bit better because they're only getting 200 quid in the dough. I don't right. have a problem. I don't think anyone has a problem with that. The black economy is important, by the way, for any society and for any economy uh, because I think we need the black economy. We need Some cash. Some more so than others, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, they reckon there's about, actually, in Ireland, probably four billion a year in the black economy. There you go. Yeah, I mean, the third world, it's a, it's a lot bigger proportion of most economies. Yeah, yeah but the that. thing about it is, is when somebody is blatantly doing it, they've set themselves up, they've got a job that's just paying cash, 
and they're still continuing to claim the dole on their rent allowance or whatever hap schemes or whatever it happens to be. Living, well, you know, living with a girlfriend yeah. and maybe claiming a carer's allowance for a kid or something as well. So, so in other words, playing the system. Well, that's that's scumbag behavior, and I, I would agree because that's ethically wrong. But to be again with Joseph, there, I would not be somebody. I wouldn't be doing the government's job and writing him out. Uh, that's that's, your that's, job. that's an unfair comment, isn't it? Because we we do the government's job all the time. You know, if we see somebody littering, we might report them. If we see somebody committing a crime, we constantly report them because we expect that the police don't have you know the wherewithal and the resources to be in every place at every time. Somebody littering, somebody breaking into somebody's house, those are more of doing the community's job than the government's job. I would say the government's job here is again they set up a really stupid system. They piss money away badly. And we all agree that they're, they're fucking idiots when it comes to allocating resources. And, and, and we're supposed to do their job for them to, to find the people who are gaming their really stupid, cumbersome system? That's not the same thing as, as, as not calling the police if you see... But, but is it not your civic duty? Because department. there's a pool of tax money that we pay, that workers pay in the country. That money, obviously, we entrust with the government to distribute in the best possible way. Yes, uh, you know, a lot of the time they make a mess of it. But in saying that, that's our money. And we have an obligation to protect it. So do you not have a civic duty if you knew somebody was flagrantly abusing the system to say, you know, I'm going to make that phone call. I'm going to say, listen, you've you got to check out this guy down the road, Johnny. He's working on the dole. I don't think so. I, I, I think it's on me ethically not to do that behavior. And I haven't and I wouldn't. But I wouldn't go as far as actually going out of my way to, you know, rat somebody out for that. If they were... If they were selling kitty porn or they had a meth lab or they were, you know, taking <laughs> bids on bumping people off for money, that's different. I'd go to the guards for that. But on this, no, no, I'm not getting involved in this. And I don't think that makes me can a I, can, I, can, I, can I come in there now? Yes, you can, Joseph, yeah. Uh, no, I'd be honest with you. Um, uh, if um, if I knew there was someone on the dole and they, they'd do a job for me for cash, I'd have no problem paying them. Well, look. I think everybody has was supports the black economy. We've all, you know, at some point when many of us might have paid somebody to mow the lawn, might have paid somebody to build a wall who to, only takes cash, they're not giving you an invoice, we know they're not paying tax on it. We've all probably supported the black economy somehow. But, well, we, don't, but we don't support so the notion that somebody is doing it full time. But the reality is now, right, is that actually, that black economy there, um, if it were not there, and they are going to remove that. They have a, that. That's already planned out as well. Um, the, the the price of doing certain jobs would become impossible. Certain people would not be able to live on doing those type of jobs, which are necessary. It's uh, it's a bit like like most people don't understand how economics works. When you push up the minimum wage, it does not help the poor. Can we, can we go back for five seconds? How are they going to? Get, you're saying that the government is going to get rid of the black economy? No, I. Yeah. But jo- Joseph is. Well, I think Joseph has a how? point. Well, hang on. I think Joseph has actually got a point. I'm actually agreeing with Joseph because over the last ten years, we have watched. Uh, you know, that the average person nowadays is not using cash, even for small items. Everybody goes in, packing the cigarettes, carton of milk, they're tapping cards constantly all the time. So everything has a paper trail now. There's less cash in society. Every society on earth has had uh, black economies, including 
Soviet Russia and Nazi Germany also have black yeah. economies. Yeah, but, but, but I think that, I think the point Joseph was making is we are heading towards a well, the government would love a cashless society. Well, that, 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 it then, is coming. I mean, don't eliminate a black economy because you can do barter, which was the original economy. Those I mean, I, I went into a post office there going back a few months ago because I was getting um, some dollars for going away. I was going away to the United States, and the girl behind the counter told me that once you go over five hundred, it used to be a thousand. Once you go over five hundred euro in cash worth of any uh, currency now. You have to show your passport, fill out a form. Used to be a thousand. They're bringing that down all the time. In the US, it used to be 10,000. I know. It's 500 now. And, you know, if you have over, if you're looking for 500, more than 500 euro in cash, you now have to fill out a form, show your passport. I mean, that's getting ridiculous. You know, so what you essentially just do is say, well, just give me 490. I'll come back in tomorrow and get the rest. You've actually hit a so, sorry there, Niall. Yes, go ahead, Joseph. Yeah, no, you've actually hit upon a very uh, very interesting thing here. You see, people have been, uh, they, they have been manipulated into believing, like, for example, right, if you legitimately work all your life and you decide and you earn and you save up to half a million, right, mm-hmm. okay, why are you felt and made feel like a criminal? In actual fact, you will be actually stopped and arrested and your money taken off you. Say if you decided, I want to go into the bank and take all that out in cash. I know it could be very dangerous, but, you know, if you wanted to do that, first of all, they won't give you the 500 euro notes. They won't give them to you. No, well, yeah, and, and you'll also have to give them a bit of notice if you want to take out a large yeah, amount but of money. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough because yeah. I wouldn't have the cash in the bank. Yeah. But let's just say you do that. And it's your money and you can prove you, and you're not actually allowed to put that, your own money into a suitcase and carry it where you want. Does that not tell you something of what the times we're living in? Okay, well, stay there for a second, because I want to go to Frank as well, because Frank uh, works in, hold on, he's on line four, I just switch him on there, uh, works in the Department of Social Protection. Frank, good afternoon, or good evening to you, how are you? How are you, man, how's it going? Good, Frank, now this, <clears throat> this strategy that was launched today by Regina Doherty, um, this, um, what they're calling the uh, compliance and anti-fraud strategy between now and 2023. I'm, I'm assuming it's not going to stop in 2023. It'll keep going after that, but that's just what they're talking about. Um, and basically, they're, they're clamping down on 750,000 social welfare claims this year as part of the new strategy to save 530 million. I mean, what's this all about? Well, first of all, it's not a new strategy. It's new to the public because it's now informally announced, but We've been driving that policy for the last six, seven, eight months um, in relation to clamping down on one pair of families. Um, what, to, to make sure they're not cohabiting? To make, make sure there's no cohabs. Um, what, what, wait, what, just sorry, sorry we're stopping there. What is the rule on cohabiting? Can somebody, like, can a boyfriend live over in someone's house but not more than three nights no, or something? No, he, no, he, well, he can't. No, he, if, 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 a, if a man or a woman is claiming cohabit if they claim a one parent family, um, they're also entitled then to claim um rent allowance on that payment as well. So they would get two hundred and three euro for himself, thirty four euro for each child dependent after that. So if they were to claim if they were to then be living with a boyfriend and then say, well, or a girlfriend and say, well, you know, they're also paying towards it, then they're fraudulently claiming. So that, that that's that that's been going on as long as God has forgotten, and we we've been chasing that as long as God has. I know, I know Joan Burton kind of clamped down on that going back a few years ago yeah, and saved and, a, a and, lot of money. And and something else, not Niall, I I've been listening to your show for a good few months, and this is my first time calling in, and I know you'll appreciate that I'm 
confined in relation to yep. the Dead Secrets Act and stuff like that. But some, some, of, the, some of the misnomers that I wanted to um, put to bed. Yep. Social protection and revenue are linked. Yeah, but somebody told us there a while ago that well, they weren't. Yeah. There was a kind of argument true. that at one stage they if, weren't. If somebody sits in front of me, I can look up what they what they made last week. I can see their pay slip from last week. So if you come in to me and say to me, oh, Jesus, I haven't worked in six weeks. I said, give me your PPS number. They give me the PPS number. I can look it up. And can, you look, you, bank, can you look at bank you, accounts? You worked last you work last week. Okay, sorry, so, Sean just asked a question there, Frank. Can you see somebody's uh, bank account? No, not bank account. I can see what they made last week. Okay. I've seen, no, but, but uh, what I'm saying so, is that, So to look at somebody's bank account, you'd have to get a court... Uh, well, if you were to do... Oh, no, we're not allowed to do that. You're okay, so, so, so you'd have so, to ask them for a bank statement to do that. Well, yeah, we, we have to ask them... But if someone comes in for, for an OST, one, one parent family, or if uh, job seekers allowance, not job seekers benefit, because that's um, contribution-based, but job seekers allowance then we're obliged by law to ask them for the last three banks, by last three months bank statements. Mm-hmm. So if you come in as a one-parent family, I want to see your last three months bank statements. If you're living with your mom and you're only 25, I want to see your mom's last three bank statements, last three months bank statements, and her rent receipts. But okay. We, we, we okay, well, okay wait, Frank, in relation to you know how much overpayments or fraudulent payments or um, money is being paid out that probably shouldn't be paid yeah. out, uh, how much compliance there is? Do you believe there's a large amount of overpayments? Forty percent. We 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 know coming through our management system that forty percent of claimants coming through our offices on a weekly basis, forty percent are fraudulent. Forty percent. Forty percent. So I like if, 20. If, if, that's that, and and that's what they're clamping. That, that's what... Uh, and when you say are fraudulent, uh, could it be people who are claiming something that they shouldn't be, but maybe they didn't know they're not meant to be claiming it? No, fraudulent works from from the extreme fraud right down to, I'm living with my mom, but I'm not telling you what she's making. So that, that 40% is very broad. But 40% of claimants coming through the doors of an interior office every day, 40% of, of, of claims, we believe... Are you believing are not fraudulent. legitimate? Well, we, when I say we, I mean we as a department, but but we as a, as a body, we believe are fraudulent, forty percent. So to to narrow that down, that's why Regina Doherty and um, you know all all the, the the big wigs in Noel Hands and all the big wigs in, in DESP, they're coming down hard on it now. They're going public on it now. I know people. It, it, well, they went, they did go public a few years ago when Leo Varadkar launched that. Um, you yeah, know, the, and, the, and, and that didn't and work that, out too well. And that backfired. Yeah. But, but that's but more now, or less exactly what she's doing again today, isn't it? She's just like she is, and, holding and, and, a poster in, in her hand. In my, in, in my opinion, I, I've listened to your, contribute, your contributors and they're saying, well, I wouldn't do this and I wouldn't do that. That's fine. But if they're, if they're legitimately taxpaying workers, if they're taxpaying euro, that's paying the, the, the fraudulent one-parent families, paying the fraudulent job seekers allowance, who's going out and work on four days a week. And you can go out and work three days a week and claim casual payment. Okay, so yeah, okay, let's clarify this one. I, okay, I, I don't want to get this misinformed. And I, I, you know, I was referring to the English system, which is the uh, tax credit system or the universal credit system, which is very different to ours. It seems to be a much easier system to operate. But in relation to our system, so I'm on the dole. Yeah. I'm on job seekers. Right. Sorry, job seekers. Right. And it's better for allowance. Sorry. Job seekers benefit or allowance. Okay, so what's the, what's the difference? Okay, benefits contribution based. Okay, contribution. So I'm on a contribution based benefit, right? Okay. And let's say 
I, I have two weeks' work coming to me next week at 50 quid a day. Right. Yeah. All right. So, firstly, how much am I getting on the do- on the job seekers? I'm getting, what, well, 200? Well, you're getting 203 euros per week. Now, if you come in and tell us, um, how you, Frank, I want to sign off because I'm going to have a couple of weeks' work, grand. But if you come in to us and say, look, Frank, I may have three days' work next week, but I'm going to put you on a casual payment, which means I, I give you a docket. It's casual docket, X in the nose. So, if you, you give it to your employer, you tell your employer, sign that for me, I'm going to bring it back into the social, and what they'll do then is they'll pay me, it's called a max pay payment. And what happens, and if I, what happens if my employers just give me a bit of cash? Well, if you, well then, both you and he are breaking the law. Well then, but then, see, this is the problem, Frank, isn't it? Because they're not going to tell you then, are they? Well, well, you know, I mean, surely, I mean, if, if it's a case of you get sort of but money. If, but if, but if, your empl- if your employer is registering you through revenue, then we can see that. Mm-hmm. So if your employer is refusing to 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 register true revenue, he's also not insuring you. But see, a lot because of people, a lot of people have found over the years that when they go to tell the social welfare that they get a couple of days work here or there, and they want to try and be honest about it, it gets too yeah. complicated. As I, Sean, I, I, I mean, I, you heard I, what I Sean don't said. Understand that. I don't you, understand that because when, when you come in to us and you say I, you're allowed to work three days a week, and then claim for four, sorry, claim for three because it's a six day week. So if you work for four days a week, you cannot claim social protection payment. But if you work for three days a week, then you are allowed to claim social protection payment. Okay, well, well, hang on. Just before I, I, I'm still shocked by the fact that, just to say that again, because I don't want to misread what you're saying. So you're claiming that, that 40% of social welfare claims into the... No, par- no, no, no. Okay, well, no, because I, I want to get you. I don't want to misquote you, Frank. Uh, well, what I said now was there's an, it's, an, it's, it's estimated that 40% of claimants coming through NGO offices are fraudulent. Right, 40% okay. of claims. Of the, uh, into the NGO offices. The, and the NGO offices for people who want to die, the office you get to make your initial and, claim. And but the, 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 every claim comes through an NGO office. So that's a broad, that's a broad base of claims from job is, seekers allowance. Is, uh, is there a particular claim. claimant type that, you know, is, that has more fraud, and, uh, uh, fraud in it? Like, you there know, is, absolutely. And I, I, I can tell you here and now, it's, well, there's two. Uh, the the one parent families are, you know, they are examined. They're, they're now, we now have been told by upper echelons of management to forensically go through those. So go back. We're not allowed to ask for if you, if you come into an interview office now and you, you're, you're a one parent family, you won't be asked to produce your last three months bank statements. You'll be asked to produce your last six months bank statements. And you'll get a letter within three months to ask for the three months bank statements that you've claimed from day to three months previous, to three months forward. Okay, so so, so, what, so one parent families, and, and what, are the, what are the other ones? Job seekers allowance. Job seekers allowance. Which is job seekers job allowance is long term. It's it's no, it's not long term. Job seekers benefit is contribution based. Yeah. So if you, if you come in, if if you have one hundred and four contributions in the last two years, you're entitled to claim job seekers benefit, which means that there's no bank statement required. You're entitled to it. You've earned it. Yeah, yours. you're paying Job it in your PSI, yes. Job seekers allowance is a separate issue. It's a separate payment. That's a payment when you come in and you you haven't worked and you've done nothing in the last two years and it's a means tested payment. So that means you have can to... I, can I ask a question, question about the dockets? Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. Getting back to what we were talking about, the this the, the casual working, all right? Because yeah. Sean had an issue. Sorry, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, I was just say about eight, nine years ago, I was actually doing part-time work. Uh, I was on Job Seekers Allowance, and I was working two or three days a week, and I was filling out the dockets. Um, but at least at that time, it was my understanding that I would be 
I would I would have a flat rate deducted from my from my benefit each week, depending on, on the number of days I work, independent of the actual number of hours or pay I received. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, uh, if you if I was working like say an 11 to 2 shift at a restaurant, I would mm-hmm. lose just as much out of my job seekers allowance come Wednesday as I would when if I were working like a 12 hour shift or something. Is mm-hmm. that still the case? Can I ask you a question? Sure. How many days over the week were you working? Back, I don't. This is again eight, nine because, years ago. It was about. You're, you're, about it you're, wasn't you're more than work, three. You were out work three days. I know. Well, I know. It you, wasn't more than. But if three you work days. one hour a day over four on, on, on over four day period, we, we would class that as a full day's work. Because you're not available for work. And, that's, and, and don't you yeah. think that's a bit counterproductive or a bit of? It a is, isn't it, Frank? That's a bit. I mean, because for people might get a bit of part time work, maybe two hours a day for four days. And I understand that the principle behind that is because, on the understanding, you're getting job seekers. You're meant to be seeking a job and available for work, so you're not available for work. But I think that's the principle. I, 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 I'm not going to bang a drum for DESP. I really haven't because I, I see the fit, pitfalls. But if you're going to tell me that you're working four days and seven. The, 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 we, we call it the four and seven rule. If you're if you're not if you're not seeking a seeking employment for four days and seven because you're working four days and seven, then you're coming to us and saying I'm seeking I'm, I'm looking for job seekers. The term seeker is such important. So you know you have to be seeking employment. But I but I do understand that you even agree, Frank. That that can be a bit counterproductive when you have very honest people sometimes genuinely you know, trying I, to make a few quid. Honestly, honestly, I think it depends on the hours. If you if you're saying, to do you me, use common right? sense, Frank? I'm, no, I'm not. I know I'm not insulting you, by the way. But when people come in the door, I mean, you have a fair idea of who's taking the piss and who's not, don't you? Oh, I, I can tell you it in five minutes. Yeah, I so, so I mean, would you would you make more allowances for, say, Sean, who's trying to be genuine, and, you know, and Mikko, who's just taking the piss, and you know he's lying well, to you? I, I, as a deciding officer, we would have leeway. But right, okay. In regards, to, in regards to casual, we don't, because if you work, if you work four hours a week, and those four hours are on four, are on four separate days. What about the British system, the new British system? It seems to be a much better system where people are assessed for an amount of money. So let's say you're assessed at 800 a month, right? Because it's worked on a monthly basis now, yeah. not a weekly basis. And and say you do, I don't know, three days work, four days work, maybe a week's work in that month. Once you don't earn over, they give you an assessment as a person how much you're allowed to earn, let's say 500. Yeah. Once you don't go over that, they don't take any money out of the money that you've earned. When you go yeah. over that, they take 60 pence out of every pound. Yeah. Uh, which means it allows you to do a little bit of work while you're on the dole, and maybe that work could turn into something full time. Isn't that a? I think it's a much better system. It's it's also it, it, yes, I I agree. Be, and actually, ironically, I was in Goldsmith House today in Pier Street. It's a it's it's a it's a Department of Protection base office in Pier Street, and we do all our training there. I was there today, and we were talking about how to alternate work hours, but that system. It's been deemed by us as been so open for fraud that it's not feasible. Yeah, I know because it depends on people's honesty. You log in online and you put your own earnings in. But in saying that, as you said earlier on, if somebody is working legitimately, they're going to get a pay slip, so they will know if people are lying. Because I'm sure, I'm assuming all the systems are all connected now. That's assuming that that's assuming that they're working for a registered company who will put their payment through through through, um, Mm -hmm. their, their revenue. And, but 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 don't forget, anyone that's listening tonight, don't forget that when you stand in front of a deciding officer tomorrow or next week in an interview office, he can see your pay slip or she can see your pay slip. So if you lie, 
They know you're lying. Straight away for nine weeks. And then where did that, because we had this conversation on the air about six weeks ago about the two not being connected and somebody told me this many years ago. I tried to get through that as well. And people were texting in, yeah, some people said no it wasn't. Where did that come from? Was there a stage where the two weren't connected? There was a stage up until the 28th of May last year when GDPR came into place. Right, so once the GDPR, you'd imagine it would be the other way around. Once the GDPR came into place, so what we can do now is, all, all we can do now is, it's just called real-time, real-time lookup. We can look up your 2019 earnings. We can't look back because it's only kicked in from the 1st of January. We can't, anyone, anyone that works in DSP now is not, because they know. We use this, re, it's called real-time lookup. We, we have a system called BOMI. The, the BOMI is, is, is our system. So we have it, and we, we look it up, and we say, you're standing, Niall Boyle standing front of me now. I go, watch your PBS now. I'll copy and paste it. That means a real-time lookup. And your pay, your payments come up for 2019. But that's the way it's going to be going forward. So, open the GDPR the 20, 28th of May last year. Mm-hmm. Then, from then on, it came into place. Right, okay. But, but, but... I, but I, I, I mean, I've, I've learned a lot, Frank. And in fairness, I appreciate, I appreciate you coming on the show. Revenue's linked. I mean, I've, I've learned quite a lot tonight, particularly, by the way, I'm very shocked in relation to the 40% uh, of people who are coming into Entrio and you believe they have 40% of them are fraudulent claims. I'm just... I'm just an, estimate, an estimate, an estimate. I understand an estimate. There may well be 7 or 8% up or down on that. I'm, so I'm, it, 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 well, it, I'm blown away by that. 33% of 47%. Well, 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 actually, stay there for a second, Frank, because I want to go to Michael just before I finish as well, because, Michael, you believe... The government, um, Frank, obviously working for the government, and people like Regina Doherty are trying to turn people against each other. Yeah, in a nutshell, I would believe that. Yeah, um, I mean, com- considered your first caller one was good. He, he you know, the, the amount of money we're talking about here in welfare is peanuts compared to what the government are wasting in the children. I would, agree, I would agree and, with you. And with these the direct provision centres and all this kind of carry on, but it's still all money, you know. It's it's still all oh, money. Oh, I know that. I, I I get that. Like no one's arguing that that. But but the fact is, it's realistically nobody boasts about social welfare fraud unless there's dumb. Okay, and so what what it's trying to encourage people to do is to focus. Ultimately, ultimately for me, this is a is getting the the people, the, the public, to focus on one another. And not focus on what the government are doing. It's 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 a side up. In a I, I do believe. I think you're wrong. I think people unconsciously fo- uh, boast about social welfare fraud because no, when, no, when you when, you, you when you've got somebody who claims they're on their knees, maybe a single parent, as Frank mentioned earlier on, who's you know has two children and I've no money, but yet they're driving around in a brand new Yaris and you know they're going on holidays to Tenerife for the kids at so, during the summer. There's something awry, isn't there? They're doing gel nails yeah, yeah, from the house or something. Looking, I don't know. Okay, you get two hundred euros tops for for your welfare for your social welfare payment. That and yeah, but that's any, that, that's any disposable income. Get, pardon? That's two hundred euro disposable income. I know, but I yeah. mean, you are not talking about millions and millions here. No, no, I'm not saying you. I, don't get me wrong. Living what on the dole is not yeah, a lifestyle no, that people would aspire to. Yeah, but no, in fairness, what what what? Where can you earn? Like put the social welfare. If you're getting a two hundred euro social welfare payment, okay, where else are you going to earn huge amounts of money? Like, but you're you're not you're not what you're not looking at is it might only be a two hundred and four euro payment or two hundred and three euro payment, but a lot of people are not just getting that payment. They're getting you know HAP scheme and they're getting fuel allowance yep. and they're getting yep, other you benefits. Know that, you know, yeah, but okay. Do you know that not everyone's entitled to the fuel allowance? And also, do you know, in the HAP scheme, they're actually taking 
a large percentage of people with welfare now for the scan. So some people are getting, I think, up to 50%. Okay, but I, okay, well, I'm curious then. Let me ask Frank, can I, are you there? Sorry, Frank. Um, okay, so I lost my job. To, I lose my job tomorrow because people like Sean okay. insult me all the time, right? So I, <laughs> I'm joking. So I lose my job tomorrow, and I go into you, and I'm I haven't got a pot to piss in. I have no money. Okay. What am I entitled to? Well, first of all, we, we, we would look at your contributions. Right. So okay. We, we we would assume that Niall Boylan would have more than hundred more contributions in the last two years. I probably You're would. Entitled, entitled to job seekers benefits. So that's, that's not. So I have no house. Let's say I have no house. So what? Well, you know, because I'm, maybe I'm renting. Okay, well, but then what we would do then is, at that point, we would put you on to we would put you forward for a community welfare officer, and they would, um, they would pay they would pay you for they would give you a rent allowance of ninety five percent of your rent, depending on your circumstances. Um, they, obviously, we would receive child benefits. You'd be, you you would receive a household benefits package, which would include um, a TV license, irrespective of your age, a TV license, um, ESB credits, and phone credits. You would receive if you are living alone, you receive a living alone allowance, which would be a living alone allowance. Fifteen percent. Hang on, Michael. Hang on, Michael. I'm just curious. Sorry, stay stay there, Michael. Please go ahead. It would be fifteen fifteen percent of your total income would be called a living alone allowance. So if you're living alone. Basically, if you're living alone tomorrow, you would receive 477 euros per week. And if that's excluding child benefits, that's excluding uh, child uh, back-to-school clothing allowance. And that would exclude fuel allowance. Fuel allowance is paid from October till March. Um, and that's paid either in two lump sums or on a monthly basis of 41 euros. So, yeah. I mean, Michael, but the greatest respect, but the greatest respect, Michael. He's been very deceptive there. He's been very deceptive. No, 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 hang on, hang on. Not everyone's entitled to those payments. Those payments are... No, I don't don't think he is being deceptive. No, I'll tell you why he's being deceptive, because those payments are, they're scattered, like, not, no one's, there's no one person that can get all those payments. Very few people can get those type of payments. But hang on, Michael, I clearly just used me as an example with nowhere to live, Right. And and that's what Mike. Uh, no, that's no, what Frank says. You, I'm entitled to. If you lost everything, if you lost everything, you'd end up in a homeless shelter. That's not true. That's not, that's not true. Oh, yes, that's it is. not true. Oh yes, it is. No, it's not. No. If you, as a single, I, man, I, I, I know. I know. A mate of mine who hasn't worked in six years, and he's not. No, a home, he's not, not a homeless shelter. He lives in an apartment with two other fellas. Yep. Yeah, and he gets. A, and he gets. A, and he gets a rent allowance. Yeah, so he got a room in an apartment. Yeah, with two of his mates. Two of his mates. Yep. So he he's not on his own. He he's lucky enough to get two other people with him. If you're yeah, but but, own, but he could he no, could go on his own. He's quite happy to live with the two now. of them. By the way, he's been living with them for the you're past. Changing the conversation. Now. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you you said if I lost my job tomorrow, I'd end up in a homeless shelter. That's not true at all. Single man. This is Ireland. No one else helping you. You're, you're, now, you're talking shelter. to your ass, Michael. This is Ireland. No, 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 no. This is Ireland. We're not living, you know, in Poland or somewhere like that. This is Ireland. The social welfare system in this country is quite generous. Oh, really? Explain to me where you're going to get a place to live. I'm not saying I'm not saying I would be living the life of Riley, but I would survive quite uh, quite well. Yes, sorry. Tell me exactly where you are going to get a place with the single man's rent allowance in Dublin. Please explain this to me because if I wasn't working, I wouldn't necessarily need to live in Dublin. Sorry, Frank. Can I, can I come in there? Yeah, go ahead, Frank. Yeah, your, your, your contributor is talking about where can I get a place on rent allowance in Dublin? Why does he want to live in Dublin? I'm not working. There's no need for me to live in Dublin. Like, why does he want to live in Dublin? Exactly. So, um, well, here we go. Here we go. Soviet socialist nonsense. Ah, would you stop? Where, 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 where has he come from? 
I mean, okay, fair enough. The jobs might be in Dublin, and it would be conducive for me to live in Dublin. But but if I do get a job in Dublin, so I can rent my own place anyway. But the point is, at the moment, I'm down on me luck, and I'm happy and thankful for small mercies. So if Frank or his counterpart in another part or region of the city manages to get me an apartment or a flat... They out, don't get out, you a Out in, in Balbriggan, or I find a flat and you I go to them for a hap. Yeah, well, whatever. I, I go to yeah, them and I say, look, I see this place, and it's, can you give me a HAP scheme or whatever it is, or, or no rent allowance? Well, in no Balbriggan, should that do me, no, won't it? Noel, there's no places to live as a single man. You'll end up in a shelter, trust me. That's where you're going to end up. You won't get, you as a single man, as a single man, you will not find a place no. with the rent allowance that you're given. You won't find it. I'm no. telling you now. Okay, well, okay, Frank, what is the success rate for single men? Oh. Finding somewhere well, to live. Well, well uh, what I would say to that is, and I would kind of agree with the previous uh, contributor, that I, I work in the north in the city. So I, I appreciate that the rents are sky high, but what I don't appreciate is the need for single men unemployed to live in Clontarf or live in anywhere near Dublin city. So the what if they've got I, kids I, there? What if they've got kids there? They're no, separated no. and they've got kids. Where are they supposed to go? What, are you, what, what, what the hell are you talking about, like? Seriously. But I had a guy on the air here going back a while ago, Michael, and he separated from his missus. She was on welfare and got a house, obviously from the welfare a council house, right, because she had three kids. He was given out because they wouldn't give him a three-bedroom house so his kids could stay with him for half the week. Now, why am I, as a taxpayer, responsible for the fact that they can't keep their relationship together? Hang on, he was given out because he didn't get a three-bedroom house? He wanted a three-bedroom house because the kids come and visit him as well. Did he get one? That's who he was looking for. And he said they yeah, offered one. He said he was offered one, uh, but it was too far away or something like that. I can't remember what he was talking about. But he said, and he wanted one closer to where his kids are with his wife. So, well, in other words, so, here, so there's the state paying for two people unemployed who just couldn't get on together. And I, as a taxpayer, and Frank and everybody else as a taxpayer, have to pay for two people to have houses for nothing. No, no, look at no one. They don't give houses to two separate people. Look, if you're yes, they a do. woman, right? Yes, they do. You're a woman. Yes, they, yes we do. Okay. Yes, they do. Mike. Well, I probably know the system probably better than both of you. To be oh, honest. you, 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 you think so? How, how are you telling me you know the system better than Frankie's working in it? For God's sake! But it sounds of it, yeah. There, um, if people get divorced or separated, and the, and the father has access to the children, say he has fifty percent access to the children, that father is just as entitled as the mother by law because of equality uh, to have somewhere for those kids to sleep. Excuse me, a woman will get emergency accommodation with the kids. Whoever the main parent is with the kids will get, will get emergency accommodation. Niall, Your parents Niall, won't Niall, get anything. Yes, how you going? Niall. Yeah, Frank. Can I give you a story? You can. In relation to what your, your, your kids, and the husband ended up in ushers with their homeless accommodation on the south side. So there's no way that families are put together. They were split up as a family because they were homeless. And there's nothing we could do in that sense. So when you're saying, oh, yeah, they all, all get pulled together, no, they don't. That's split up. And what, and what about the, this idea that people are being... I, I know you're not in the Department of Housing, and I understand it's a different department, all right? Yeah. But well, when we, you... We, we, we deal with them all the time. Yeah, but people, there's, you know, there's, there's, uh, say... But they want to... Uh, you know, I want a house in Tallaght near my mother, which is a big problem, I believe, for the government. Yeah. Um, it, are people turning down houses on a regular basis? The people are. Talking, what we would do is... In social protection, we would deal, uh, we, we would link up with um, Dublin City Council in relation to homelessness and in relation to 
one-parent families. So when they when they appeal a decision or when, when they apply for a house, then what we have to do then is we have to write out Dublin City Council and and link it to their claim. So we would have people who would turn down... I've had people from Tala turning down houses in Lucan because it's too far from Tala. I've had people from Clontalkin turning down houses in Balbriggan because Clontalkin's way too far to Balbriggan. Me man's not close to us. So yeah, absolutely we would. Now, I probably shouldn't be saying it, but it happens consistently. Consistently. Michael, I, you know, I, I'm not suggesting that we should be hard on people who are down on the look, but, you know, in any other country, people would have a level of gratitude for what we do in this country. And I do believe that people take the piss, Michael. It's a, it's a game of optics, I suppose, here, because who's taking the piss, really? Who's really taking the piss? The government are taking the piss. That's well, well, well yes, I would agree. The government are taking the piss when it comes to spending our money. Uh, absolutely, without a doubt, we see that, and everybody uses the children's hospital as the classic example. But it's not just the children's well, it's hospital; children's it's, every, it's everything hospital. else as well. It's, well, well, hang on now. Regina Doherty gets ninety-four grand a year and seventy-six thousand expenses and a lifetime pension, and you get if you you get like thirteen months or eighteen months. Uh, the privilege of getting 200 a week for 18 months. That, that's not a fair analogy. Head. That's not a fair analogy. That's. That, oh, I mean, that's like saying I know that. a pilot who gets, you know, 200,000 a year. I mean, friend down the road who works in the airport only gets 50,000. That's not a what fair analogy. What are we paying them for? We, we're are paying them because that's the job. If you if you, if you you want to earn 94,000 and whatever it is in expenses every year and get the nice big pension at the end of your term of office, well, then go and be a politician, Michael. Niall, if I wanted to earn 200 grand as a pilot, I should have went and been a pilot. Niall, you know, that's the, that's the way it works, isn't it? Oh, okay. Well, what's the point then? We might as well just No, what you're doing is you're sounding anti-capitalist now. And, and that's, no, you're just getting no, no, silly no, no, no. I'm a capitalist. I'm a capitalist. Okay, but people are, are being allowed to be successful and have different jobs to you that might pay more money. There's lots of people, for example, there are people working currently in RTE at the moment doing exactly what I do and doing a lot less hours than I do and getting three times or four times as much money as I get. Uh, yeah, but, and I accept that. I don't work in RTE. For welfare. Yeah, sorry. Well, sorry, Frank. Frank wants to say something. Sorry, we have to wrap it up in a second. I, 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 I want to make a final point and people should remember this. And every penny spent by the Department of Social Protection is a penny that has to be earned by the average taxpayer. So if, if you're advocating that people should go out and abuse the system, then that's a penny, that they're, a euro, that they're making that you're, that's costing you every time you pay tax. So if you're there should be more money in the pot, though, Frank. If you're, there should if be you're more money in the pot. There should be You're more paid. money in the pot, though. And the There's government- $20 billion in the pot. Social welfare and social protection every year spend €20 billion, Euro, Michael. That's, that's half the amount of tax we take in in this country. The department I work in is the second largest department of paying out behind HSE. So every penny that we spend is a penny that has to be earned. So when you're laughing at somebody taking the piss because they're, they're abusing the system, that's a penny you're actually putting into the pot. Don't yeah. remember that. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Very quickly. You should be spending pounds, not pennies, Frank. We're a first world country. The government are robbing us blind. Every We're penny. all fighting amongst each other. And we shouldn't Every be, should be arguing with pounds. you, Frank, or Noel. We should be arguing with the government. We should be, God forgive me for saying this, but we should lynch the government. And I'm not joking. Why? We need to do something. What do you want? 
because they're raping you and they've conditioned you and you're they're calling people contributors. You. You're you're so you're a gopher for them, Frank. You're basically He's not, he's just, no, hold on, he's doing a job as a public sector that. worker and he his job is the distribution of if taxes to those you, who are if less I off. I told you how much I make a week, you'd laugh. Because I'm I'm a proxy civil servant who makes fuck all every week. And if you told if I told you how much I make, you'd laugh. So I'm I'm a puppet for nobody. But what I'm telling you is when well, I then see you definitely are a puppet then if you're not even getting paid for it. If you're not even getting paid, you definitely are a puppet. Well, 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 hang, well hang on he but uh, I I think you're being really unfair, Michael. There are people in the public sector who do work hard. There are people who sit in their holes all day doing nothing. I'm well aware of that. And Frank is well aware of that too, I'm sure. There are people in there who just have fucking nothing to do all day. All right, but in saying that, you know, the money, some people are on good money in the public sector, usually the admins at the very top. And there are some people who are just on an average wage like everybody else. It's just his job, Michael. Stop having a go at him, will you? It's not his money I'm on about. It's, it's, his, it's his attitude toward... It, I just but he's just giving you the facts. It's not an attitude. He's, he's giving you the facts. These are the facts. That he's saying that he believes that 40%, an estimate, 40% of people who are coming in into no, him... I show, don't believe that. I don't believe that. No, it's the an ACOs, estimate. The, 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 the APs, the assistant principal officers, the principal officers, they believe it. Because that's, that, that's the stats coming through. And, 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 and I'm sure you see it, uh, you know, on the front line as well. Okay. And uh, I can tell you that in a second and a half. Okay. So, I mean, he's just telling you the facts, Michael. And if you can't accept that, what, what can we do? Now, he's telling me a perspective, and I'm telling you a perspective. And that's all we're doing. We're having perspectives. And we're all at each other's throat. And it's really the government who should be getting lynched here. That's what should be happening. Well, you know, the government are going to get lynched over other things and they're spending money unwisely. Uh, I, I, and I think even Frank would agree that the, the government spend money unwisely on a regular basis and they're not protecting taxpayers' money. And I do understand, Frank, Frank people's anger when they talk about, you know, the government turning but people against I, each other to snitch. When, when you, when, I mean, no, no, the point I'm making, Frank, is in relation to this press release today, right, they aim to save 530 million. In the big scheme of things, 530 million is nothing. No. I, know, I know it's money, but it, when we look at the wastage that's going on in this state, it's nothing. But the thing about it is now, when people look at social protection and they look at the waste, then what they're doing is they're looking at the job I do and my colleagues do because they're saying we're wasting, we're, we're wasting money and we're not. What we're doing is we're, we're, we're being as forensic as we can to look at each claim on its own merit and say, yes, you are deserving of a claim or no, you're not because you're taking the absolute piss. So when people say, well, look, everyone deserves loads of money in social protection. But like I said previously, every penny that's spent by social protection is a penny that has to be earned by the taxpayer. And that's what's drilled into us every single day of the week. All right, well, listen, thank you very much, Neil Frank, and I appreciate you coming on the air, all right? Thanks. All right, loads of people are texting in. By the way, somebody says, P.S., after paying all my taxes throughout my life and I'm, and I'm nearly 66, uh, what is fair about that? Michael is making lots of sense, as Derry Ann and the rest said, just shows how bad things are. When the man who works in the social security system is talking utter nonsense. Well, he's not talking nonsense. He's talking fact. Clearly he is. Uh, Brexit didn't stop TDs getting a 1600 year paying, or 1600 euro a year pay increase, uh, from the start of September. No, they did, but it wasn't just TDs who got it, by the way. It was all public sector workers got an increase. So TDs would be public sector workers. So they get the increase just like everybody else. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. Classic hits.